I'm John DiLiberto, and you're hearing the Echoes podcast from PRX. I've got another double header for you today, Tim's Story and Noi. Tim's Story is something of a legend in electronic and new age circles. He's been recording since 1981 and was a pioneer in ambient chamber music with albums like Shadowplay and Beguiled. But he also has an edgier experimental side that has come out in his work with the avant-garde German electronic duo Cluster and especially the elder member of that group, Hans Joachim Rodelius. Tim's story is pretty much abandoned his signature sound. There are a lot of people that are probably not happy that I don't make the same kind of music. And I feel bad in a way, but I can't in some ways. I mean, I could, and I might actually still. Tim's story, I've got him and Rodelius talking about their work today. Then we'll hear from guitarist Michael Roter talking about Noi. In the early 1970s, a host of LSD-washed malcontents from Germany created a hypnotic brand of electronic music with roots in Karlheim Stockhausen as much as the Velvet Underground. Kraftwerk, Faust, Cluster, and Can were among the first wave, as was Noi. Michael Roter, drummer Klaus Dinger, and Phantom Third member producer Connie Planck constructed a sound of relentless rhythms and searing guitar that is still influencing music today. I feel like they are cited by almost every electronic musician I talk to. We'll hear Michael Roter telling us their story, including their brief stint as members of Kraftwerk. And there is a connection in these interviews since Rodelius played with Michael Roter in the group Harmonia. Before we get there, I want to tell you about Echoes Online. That's where you can hear our two-hour Echoes radio programs on demand. We produce 10 hours a week, and you can dial them up on the free Echoes app or your computer and get them anywhere you can get an internet connection. Enter the bliss of Echoes whenever you want by subscribing to Echoes Online at echoes.org. That's Echoes, E-C-H-O-E-S. .org .org. Michael Rotter and Noy coming up, but first, Tim Story talks about cells, smudges, and melody. In my 2001 review of Tim Story's album Shadowplay, I wrote that there are some artists who exist in a natural state of repose, whose music is born from a point that is deep and still, gaining resonance and contour as it rises from the bottom of the well. That's the music of Tim Story, a composer who has defined an ambient chamber music for the better part of two decades. I would just update that now to four decades.
Jim's story began releasing electronic albums on European labels in 1981 before getting signed to Wyndham Hill Records and releasing his album Glass Green. As he evolved, his music got less electronic and more acoustic. Using piano, oboe, cello, clarinet, and strings, Tim began articulating an ambient chamber music, especially on his recordings for the Hearts of Space label, like Beguiled and Shadowplay. Now at 67, Tim is still at it, but his music has changed considerably, especially after working with German musician Hans-Joachim Rodelius on the album Luntz in 2002. I have always been restless. You're exactly right. I think in Luntz that came out shortly after the Hearts of Space records, I think you can hear echoes of those Hearts of Space records for sure, the harmonies and things. There are a lot of people that are probably not happy that I don't make the same kind of music. I, I have a lot of people that say, boy, I loved Beguiled or I loved Shadowplay. It's one of my favorite records. And, you know, are you going to make another record like that? And I feel bad in a way, but I can't in some ways. I mean, I could and I might actually still. But he hasn't quite yet. I spoke with Tim in 2019 at the Big Ears Festival in Knoxville, Tennessee. Tim was there to stage his installation of Rodelius Cells. He took clips of Rodelius playing piano, deconstructed them, and sent them into physical space. The basic concept is 12 years of recordings with Akim for other projects and ending up with about 12 hours of piano. And I didn't want to release it as it was. It was sprawling, unfinished, but I began combining very small pieces of it together, extremely small in some cases. And I ended up with a cycle of 10 pieces that are composed, completely recomposed, reimagined pieces that I did not play a single note of piano on, but these are reproduced on an eight channel so that you can hear my process, my composition process, and sort of reinvent the sound stage as your own. piano and devised everything but didn't compose really a single note of it so it's a strange sort of postmodern conundrum about whose it is and what it is but hopefully it's just purely as music it works also and is you know a pleasing pleasurable place to spend a little time i spoke to hans joachim Rodelius about it in 2020 
I mean, to get the idea, there's something special already. To put some bits of piano leftovers together and making pieces out of it. Very short, from two or three seconds to five or ten seconds, and to make an installation from it. Such a great idea. Rodelius was a legend in German electronic music. Now at 89, he was one half of the duo Cluster with Dieter Mobius and one third of the trio Harmonia that added Michael Roter. They all recorded a couple of albums with Brian Eno. On his own, Rodelius has well over a hundred releases out. Tim's story. We met in 1983. I decided that I would quit my real job. I had my second album, Untitled, was out on the European Uniton label. So I traveled there, and Akeem was always sort of a hero of mine, so I thought I'll look him up, and he was so friendly. He came to me when he was young, and he was curious about my music because it was so different, and I took him and got him to Runes because it's the most beautiful part of Austria. And when we were there, we decided if we ever begin to work together, we will do it in memory of our first walk up the hills to the lakes of Lunds. We headed off, actually, I spent a week at his house. We traveled to Lunds, which became the title of, of some of our collaborations. It was just a great friendship from then on. They released Lunds in 2002 and put out Lunds 3 in 2019. By then, Tim was already pretty far adrift from his melodic side. I sort of designed it like cells, using a lot of little phrases and making smaller patterns out of really unlikely elements. There's recordings of my brother's marching band music, for God's sake. get these little wisps of piano and they feel like you could be in someone's parlor or these little wisps of band. We had a wonderful cellist and we really encouraged him to forget normal sort of playing. So it's really a very modern record, but there is also this sort of warmth to it, I think, that harkens back to the original Loons album, which was sort of more linear, although it had some spiky and strange elements, was a little more sort of conventional, you know, in terms of structure. Echoes of Rodelius's duo Cluster on Lunds 3. Tim Story had produced the final album by the duo, Qua, in 2009, and in 2015, Dieter Mobius, who they called Moby, passed away. I thought I heard, I don't know, it's 
Maybe a bit of an homage to Cluster in there, tunes like Keurig. That absolutely has this little look back to Cluster. We recorded a big part of that in Vienna, and we just got going. And when we were done, Akeem looked up and said, that one's for Moby. We were just improvising, and we came up with these things, and then we'd work through them a little bit. So yeah, there's a real Cluster flavor kind of an homage to Moby and Connie Plonk, who's not with us anymore either, who had great influence on that music back then. story took the concepts of the Rodelia cells even further with smudge. It is sort of the slow motion stepsister of Rodelia cells for listeners. What it basically is, is just taking audio snapshots of passing sound. Mostly I've been using orchestral or band music because it's so rich. And then it just freezes that into what I call a smudge for a certain length of time, five seconds, let's say. I'll make a very short loop of the original sound that this process is taking slices of. So by having the two cycles different length, you're always taking a different slice out of this little five second loop. So these things just, they're very evocative, I think. Rodalia cells is sort of an illusion of piano music, then the smudges are an illusion of orchestral music in a way. They have these lovely harmonies that are even richer than the original content because these little passing tones in the melodies, when those are frozen, they can just send off these lovely, lovely clouds of harmonies. Tim Story spent a lot of time on the abstract edges in the 2010s. When I spoke to him, he just didn't feel like he had anything to say in his more melodic mode. I asked him if he would ever record a straight performance again. I guess it's this absolute inability to think that anybody would like a solo piano album of mine or something that I just, I can't leave it alone. I, I don't know what it is. There's always something more that I'm reaching for somehow. But yes, maybe never, John. <laughs> it's been a long time. Well, Tim did come close. In 2022, Erased Tapes released the album Four Hands by Rodelius and Story. Rodelius recorded his parts first on piano, then Tim laid his parts also on acoustic piano around them. 
Tim Surrey's latest album is Four Hands with Rodelius, released on Erase Tapes. He also put out Rust Smudges in 2022. I will have a link to some of the music Tim Sturry was talking about in the posting for this podcast at echoes.org. We'll also have a playlist of the music you heard in the feature. And now, let's hear about Noi, a duo that only released three proper albums in the mid-1970s, but whose influence is pervasive. Noi was a band that emerged out of early 1970s German space music, playing alongside artists like Tangerine Dream, Kraftwerk, and Cluster. Noi specialized in a driving brand of music with searing, distorted guitar work from Michael Roter, atop non-stop monster mantra grooves that were provided by Klaus Stinger's metronomic drumming. It became a signature of the band. Noi went on to influence punk, new wave, and alt-rock bands in the next decades, including Stereolab, Ultravox, Sonic Youth, John Lydon's Public Image Limited, Radiohead, and David Bowie. After a tumultuous career, the duo effectively ended when Klaus Stinger died from a heart attack in 2008. But Michael Roter had already gone on to a wonderful career, including work with cluster members in Harmonia and numerous solo albums. In 2010, he toured the United States, playing music from across his career with Sonic Youth drummer Steve Shelley and bassist Aaron Mullen. I caught up with him then to talk about all things Noi. psychedelic music came to Germany, most of the bands playing it sounded like badly translated imitations of American and British rock. But there was a group of musicians seeking a new sound that was distinctly German, but not classical music. Michael Rother was among them. For me, it was just the idea to, at the end of the 60s, that I needed to forget all these musical cliches, which I had learned and desperately learned because I wanted to copy my heroes when I started playing guitar in the mid-60s. The things I just wanted to overcome were the pop cliches. He did that in a duo called Neu, which is German for new. (laughs) 
Noi was just guitarist Michael Rother and drummer Klaus Dinger. They'd gotten together as members of another German band, Kraftwerk, and the rhythmically trancey sound they favored had its roots in their brief time with this group. Klaus had a primitive style of drumming, that's right, and the, the music we played together as Kraftwerk was also very primitive, very raw, basically only meant to be exciting. That was all about getting crazy. This edition of Kraftwerk is captured only on a German television show. That edition of Kraftwerk lasted only half a year when Klaus Stinger and Michael Rota formed their own duo, Neu. They only made two proper albums, barely. But released in 72 and 73, they went on to influence David Bowie during his low period. New wave bands like Gary Newman, Ultravox, and the Human League in the 1980s, and now groups like Sonic Youth, Stereolab, and Arcade Fire. These bands were attracted to Rotor's guitar melodies and Dinger's motoric drumming. Sonic Youth drummer, Steve Shelley. Klaus Dinger, I would call him a very primitive drummer but also with, with great energy, and, and it's energy that um, helped create the music that he and Michael did together that in, inspired countless bands, you know, even to today. When the first eponymous Noi album was released in 1972, Klaus Stinger presaged the sound of drum machines. metronomic drums with a lifeline and a music that flew off into abstract directions and unknown paths. Part of that came from Rotor's exposure to Indian music when he lived in Pakistan as a child. I was impressed greatly by that music I heard as a child in Pakistan when I lived there for three years. But that is um, not the melodic element. It's the hypnotic element, I guess, which impressed me. This idea of music that just goes on and on and is not limited in time, is meant to go on forever. But it's also the result of a music often fueled by hallucinogenic drugs. Klaus Stinger, who died in 2008, claims to have taken thousands of acid trips. Rotor, looking trim, dapper, and much younger than his 60 years at the time in 2010, took those drugs as well, just not as much. Those drugs, LSD, were in the air and, well, I, I can admit I, I tested that. It was a very interesting, but I didn't make it a habit. I always had the, the wish to, uh, to create music with a clear head and to be um, you know, to, not to be disappointed afterwards. That wouldn't have made me, um, that wouldn't have satisfied me. So I, I always wanted to create real music. Noi was always bedeviled by music and personal conflicts. The second side of their Noi 2 album was simply distortions of their single, Noishni Super. <laughs> the 
Their third and final official album, Noise 75, featured rotor pieces on one side and Dinger's proto-punk songs and experiments on the other. The band got together a couple more times, but never got things off the ground, and it ended for good when Klaus Stinger died in 2008. But you can hear all that in the compilation 50, which was released celebrating the 50th anniversary of their debut. Noi still influencing musicians more than five decades after their debut album. Pretty incredible how many musicians cite Noi even today. I'll have some links for their music in the posting for the podcast at echoes.org. If you want to ensure interviews like this in the Echoes podcast and the Echoes radio show, make a donation to Echoes on our website, echoes.org. Just hit the support tab at echoes, E-C-H-O-E-S dot org, O-R-G. Next week in the Echoes podcast, I've got Russell Walder. He used to be in the duo of Ira Stein and Russell Walder. And last year, he put out a great album. It was in our top 30 for the year and was also a CD of the month. That's coming up next week in the Echoes podcast. I'm John DiLiberto. This has been the Echoes podcast from PRX. I'll see you next week, tonight on the radio, somewhere in the country or at Echoes Online right now whenever you want. Mm-hmm.